This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Is inflation really as bad as they say? I'm known for viewing things in historical context and from analyzing things from a high altitude of viewing. I will have to be careful as high-flying balloons are catching more attention these days. Is inflation really as bad as they say? First, who is they? The observer could be economists, business consumers, or the media, but the loudest have been the ideologues seeking political advantage of what pains voters. It is not hard to generate negative emotion toward rising prices. Emotion quickly dissipates perspective. I will try in this report to restore a more balanced view of our inflation. Yes, the Fed missed it, initially calling it transitory. If the Fed has anything to say about it, it will be transitory, but just linger longer after reaching a greater intensity than they had initially expected. They have definitely been taking it seriously now with a round of very significant monetary tightening, abruptly curtailing growth in the money supply. The top issue of focus for the markets has been how high will interest rates go and how long will they stay there? The answer is simply as long as it takes. The Fed is running the show, still politically independent, and they will tolerate the pain necessary in order to bring inflation down to their 2% target. That is what they want the markets to believe. They have been pretty convincing up to this point, but there always are some doubters relative to Fed resolve. There is inflation, and then there is inflationary expectations. They are two different things. Inflation should not be hard to kill, but were inflationary expectations allowed to dig into economic expectations, there's no way to surgically remove them without damaging the host. I think that conditions fall short of the market accepting perpetuated inflation. Neither business nor consumers appear to be conducting themselves in a manner that suggests that they expect protracted inflation. The 1970s were a good example of what inflationary expectations looked like. People bought today expecting that if they waited, that prices of what they needed would be higher later. Inventories were accumulated and those inventories accordingly increased in value because of inflation. That worse rose for those that owned more stuff. Demand was pulled forward. Farmers would order a new John Deere tractor even if not sure that they needed it a season ahead to ensure that they would get it knowing that if they waited to purchase it, it would be at a much higher price. Given the perpetuated inflation of that era, the more assets on the balance sheet, the better. Leverage compounded the ability to acquire assets. Back then, the rate of inflation exceeded interest rates, fueling the debt accumulation so that debt made money. Lending standards were loose and leverage was overdone until blown into a bubble. Fed Chairman Paul Volcker stuck a pin in the inflation bubble of the 1970s, bursting it with sharply higher interest rates that exceeded the rate of inflation, engineering a virtual economic collapse for the overextended ag economy and severe recession as a whole. Our current situation is quite dissimilar, and it would be a long way down the road until it could be refabricated in the 1970s image. Aggressive Fed interest rate hikes are having their desired effect, As long as the Fed keeps doing what it is doing and does it for an extended period of time, I do not see inflationary expectations sustaining. The Fed has to make the markets believe that they will not accommodate sustained inflation, regardless of temporary pain caused by their countermeasures, and I, for one, would not contest that. 
I have been in the camp that the Fed will raise interest rates above market expectations and keep them there until they get the result they want. I believe that this would take longer to accomplish than the market expects. I believe interest rates will not drop significantly anytime soon. They will be the trend for a while. But looking back at the long-term interest rate charts, these charts tend to last eight years or longer. They have always had to exceed expectations for the duration of higher rates for the tightening to work to bring down inflation. Savers will benefit for a change. Savers had donated to the cause of the economic recovery from the pandemic by getting nothing for their money. Interest rates have now risen above spot inflation so that there is no incentive to borrow money to accumulate assets to benefit from inflation. The Fed did such a good job of flooding the economy with cash to counter the COVID collapse that the private sector bore few, if any, signs of being overleveraged. Lending standards never got goofy. Government debt ballooned while the private sector surged, paid for with cash and dirt-cheap interest rates. There will be lingering effects. Most mortgage debt is still financed with low fixed interest rates that are now less than half the current home mortgage market. One risk of protracted tight money will be the rising cost of financing the burgeoning federal debt. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.